I'm Katie. I'm Kylie. And this is You're You're Not Paranoid. Paranoid. I have this ready and on standby. We're ready to record for the new year. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. It's like, oh, you're not on the Tiki Talks. The oh, one yeah. TikTok where it's like, are you new here? <laughs> Have you seen that one? <laughs> no. But it sounds, it sounds like uh, reminiscent of Yeah. Like the one person times. will ask, like, are you new here? And then the other person will be like, kind of nervously like, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, the original person like just does an attitude like, hmm. And then like flips their hair <laughs> and like walks away. Yeah. Sounds like Mean Girls. Is it? That's like, wait. I've seen it. Thank goodness. I was a little bit scared. I was like, we have to stop this if you have not. Wait, should we like... Rewind? Hi. Hello, welcome to our visual and audio auditory people. (laughs) Right? Us people. Mm -hmm. To us people who are listening or watching. Oh, to us people is what I meant. But yes, the people on the other side who are listening through to us like spirits no like our listeners <laughs> oh. they're listening okay Maybe well we spirits. said from the other side the other side of, of the, the microphones uh-huh. got it yep okay of the applications or the screen we're breaking the fourth wall as Ooh. they say hello don't look at them <laughs> that'll make someone comfortable oh, i will say when it. we when we look at ourselves and uh-huh. watch ourselves back and I'm like looking at myself, it makes me like, okay, don't look at me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I do that a lot in uh, Zoom work meetings. Mm-hmm. Where you just look at yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like having my video on because then I'm just like, what do I look like? Yeah. What do I look like? I'm like, everyone's looking. But probably no one's <laughs> but looking. Yeah. Everyone's like on a different screen, like checking Looking stuff. at themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, coworkers who will forget to mute, and then you just hear them typing the whole time during the oh, meeting. You're no. like, you're clearly not paying attention. I know. Well, it's like for our work, you can tell because people usually have multiple screens. Yeah. And so they're like laptop like videos here, and then they're just like looking up <laughs> in a way, <laughs> like, oh, you you're really are paying not attention. Present. Mm-hmm. You're present, but not present. Yeah. You know? I mean, technically, they could have like moved the Zoom up onto that screen, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> it's a little awkward for sure yeah people need to be more self-aware mm-hmm. yeah i hear you i mean it's only been like two years yeah so. you think that the zoomies are set mm-hmm. but apparently the zoomie not. etiquette yeah there are blogs for this now really yeah i feel like like interview slash zoom etiquette i've seen uh, that before like on different like on linkedin or something hmm. it's kind of funny the things that there's like wiki house for now because mm-hmm. i feel like when we were kids it was like for things that only adults knew but mm-hmm. now that time has progressed and adults are now adults like our parents are now more tech savvy it's like the wiki house are more geared towards how to do the things we already know how to do <laughs> so we're like this is ridiculous but then they'll be like this is helpful it's flip-flopped yes yeah i get it mm-hmm. yeah anyways so yeah. I looked up WikiHow how to podcast. Did you really? <laughs> no. Oh, 
Some of them are That's, very interesting. Yeah. Like some of the things that it explains to do. Pretty sure anyone can make one based on what I've read. Yeah. No, no, not a podcast. The wiki, oh, the wiki okay. how. I was going to say podcasting doesn't have to be that hard. Like Anchor, <laughs> a place where you can make your podcast. <laughs> Did you know that Anchor? No, you'll hear that later. Yeah. Or at the beginning. You're, I was going to say, by the way, you can scroll through that if you like come across an ad, just head, head, head. I mean, you can it. also listen to it. Or you can listen to it. So, hi. This is <sighs> Hello. Kylie. And I'm Katie. And we said it. Oh, not. yeah. Sometimes on the YouTube one, I forget to put the intro. Ah. So, it kind of just goes for it. Yeah. It's like, they'll figure it they out. Are. They're like, what's happening? Like, oh, keep up. Who You'll are find they? out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you know. Yeah. If you want to put the voices to the faces, you're welcome. I usually do not get it right. When I listen to podcasts. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant for us. I was like, <laughs> like what? Who am I? Yeah. No, you're Katie. Oh. Oops. <laughs> We're a little nervous. We haven't been in person. Yeah, this is our first in-person recording since last year. Yeah. Like it's a long time last year because like we took a, a break. Like a long time. We I got married. Break. That was cool. <laughs> Katie was there. I was... I didn't get married to Katie. As I, we, my, I don't know. I don't know why we always have to explain. That. <laughs> I think it's more fun and unnecessary, oh, okay. which makes it even more fun. Mm. I like to say it. I but there is our photo from my right wedding here. to my husband, who's not Katie. Maybe I can zoom in on it later. Zoom. 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 I so like cute. Better at video editing. It's fun. Yeah. There's more pictures of us. Uh oh. Aranoid. Oh no. There it is. It's a pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah. <laughs> so we're doing it again. I'm so excited. So we're doing this. We're doing this. Yeah. In person. Mm-hmm. And apologies for a, a couple last episodes remote recording. Did not know my microphone was going to be lower. That's fine. I know. But I'm just saying She's to the saying. people and you. Thank you. I accept your apology. Yeah. So we've we've since synced up and mm-hmm. um well we should be good to go moving forward. Mm-hmm. In person. And in our beds. <laughs> Separate beds. Separate. <laughs> For now. Oh my goodness. Until yeah. We're pending <laughs> our OnlyFans. Oh my god. I'm just just stop. <laughs> <laughs> our account is loading. We haven't been approved yet. We we're looking for that blue check mark. Yeah. I don't know if that's still a thing. I think so. I don't know if OnlyFans does. I don't oh, go on there, I don't, so yeah. I'm not a fan of OnlyFans. I'm not only a fan, so I can't go on there. <laughs> right. I'm other things. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should make a website called Other Things. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> like everything but the stuff that you find on OnlyFans. Okay. For like actual creators, like jugglers. Yeah, and, like, but I feel like that's just the thing like everything just turns to sex yeah we can make it so there's an anti-sex platform (laughs) yeah we (laughs) repress ourselves (laughs) not a religious based thing just a clean only okay keep it spotless which is kind of funny because in an episode which may be in the future i have something that's about that not that (laughs) not that but like about being spotless, so it's kind of funny. Oh. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. 
Anyways, I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. To record. We're recording. And being back in person. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get to see us and we get to imagine you. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> We're glitching. Glitch. Just kidding. Matrix. That would be a good podcast, I feel like. Like the glitch bitch or something. And it would be about or like, a like movie. sci-fi? Yeah. She's like rude and she glitches a lot. Mm. I don't know where I was going with that. Okay. That's fine. That was too we'll, literal. We'll It'd work. have to be something bigger, but okay. we just call her the glitch bitch. Okay. We'll yeah. workshop it. For sure. For sure. Later. Later. Yeah. And now. <laughs> and here we go. Her background. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Stop. <laughs> so good. Okay. Here we are. Oh Ugh. man. This is so scary. Yeah. We're doing a. Uh, if you, if we, no, you, if you listened to our earlier episodes, you would have had a little sneaking suspicion about what we were going to talk about. Yep. We like to keep the ball rolling. Yeah. If you will. Mm-hmm. And instead of always talking about everything in the podcast that comes up and then only giving it a little bit of attention, we're like, hey man, slash us. Why don't we <laughs> extend this out a little bit and actually give like real, make it its own episode instead mm-hmm. of just trying to fit it into something that's not part of it. Yes. If that makes sense. Work smarter, not harder. Correct. And it gives you more of what you want, which is what we want. Indeed. And we want what we want. So, so, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, that checks out. Yeah. It all, it all works out. It works out in mm-hmm. the end. So this, uh, the point is, <laughs> oh, yeah, the episodes say. we're talking about have been referred to possibly mm-hmm. in previous episodes. Some may say Easter eggs. Ooh, it's not even Easter yet. Not yet. But we get to enjoy the benefits. Of our eggs. Of our eggs <laughs> that we planted ourselves for our future selves. Perfect. Yep. There you Easy. Go. Yeah. And then there's some Easter eggs in here too <gasps> that I'm like, ooh, this could be ooh. a good future episode. So. I'm we just keep it going. Yeah, we also we also have a couple um, uh, Instagram follower Ooh. episode ideas. <gasps> really? Yeah. Thanks, followers. Thank you. We so, appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And if you have uh, other ideas, you can email us or check our Instagram bio for all of the ways to contact us. Correct. Our email is you're not paranoid at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voice message and we can play it on the episode. Yeah. At- or you can contact us <laughs> at you're not paranoid.com. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Dealer's choice on that. 100%. But we would love to hear from you. Yeah. We appreciate you. Indeed. And now you'd love to hear from us. So let's do this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. So what are we talking about, Katie? Today we are talking about People getting released from prison, bad people, like murderers yeah. from back in the day. Yeah. And I think, I feel like this came up, I forgot what, what we were saying exactly, but I personally don't really think about people getting out of jail or prison. Mm-hmm. I kind of just, I'm like, yes, they're gone. And then you forget that, wait, they get released because it's not not every person who commits a crime is a life sentence mm-hmm. they can't do that right because then there'd be overpopulation at prison well yeah which there already is mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. disclaimer i think we're talking about more serious c- 
crimes. Yes. But that is a small portion of the overall population of prisoners. Right. And I actually have some, I went, we we didn't coordinate perfectly, which is <gasps> so exciting, but I have some statistics. Ooh, because I don't. Which is so, yeah, isn't that fun how that works? <laughs> yeah. we, when we don't plan it, mm-hmm. we just like fill in our own gaps. Oh, yeah, because so I think we're linked. Yeah. We're brain synced. Brainally. Brainally. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound. I don't good. like that. Let's <laughs> delete, take, delete, delete, delete. Undo. My our minds are synced. Yeah, is that what you just said? Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> synced, linked, whatever you want to call it. Okay, locked and loaded. Pew pew. Ready to ready to share. Okay. Yeah. So, oh man, what do you what do you got? I just kind of have some stories. Oh, okay, cool. Because I don't. Oh, I have some oh like. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is gonna be perfect, right? I have some like bigger picture kind of stuff. Um, because I was gonna say I have I found like a list of um of serial killers who have since been released from prison. I know from Ranker dot com. Okay. Love that website. I saw some of those lists, and mm-hmm. so maybe one of my stories is might from be that. one. Yeah, but these are. I have three little stories. One person did actually get, and then. The other ones are kind of like not cool. Yeah. Well, not cool, but you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I was going to say, I just kind of have like general observations about what's going on. Okay. So if you want, I can like say that or you can tell a story and then I could be like, yeah, that checks out. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. Story time. Okay. Get us going. All right. So, I mean, maybe I'll do the last or my first story last because it's not quite the same. Okay. Because when I was Googling this, a lot of stuff that came up first were unsolved mm. serial killings. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one I did kind of go into a little bit because it was interesting. Yeah. Um, but I will go into a scenario where people are getting released. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an article from the Boston Globe. Do you ha- were you talking about that? Mm. Massachusetts Let's medical just- parole. Oh, I know which one this is. I didn't talk about okay. it, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. It was, I think it was on this list. Okay. Yeah. So should I yes. do it? Okay. Um, so the article is entitled 21 First Degree Murderers Set Free Under State's New Compassionate Release Law. Oh, yeah. This is by Shelley Murphy and uh, Andrea Estes. Isn't this part of, is it talking about California's release? Mm-mm. Okay, never mind. This is Pacific to Massachusetts. Cool. Um, So these were life without parole sentences, and they were released under the new medical parole law in Massachusetts, which, interestingly enough, Massachusetts was only, like, one of five states left that hadn't had some sort of medical parole law Mm -hmm. on the books. Um, So this occurred in 2018. Um, And so this article was written in March of 2021, so last year. So it said in the three years since the law was in place, 47 of 400 applications for the medical parole have received it. And most of them were released uh, because of COVID, because COVID uh, was kind of rampant in the prisons. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this law allows prisoners, regardless of the crime, to petition release if diagnosed by a physician as terminally ill with a life expectancy of less than 18 months or so incapacitated permanently that they are no longer a threat to the public 
And so, I mean, this is an interesting article and we can link it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like family um, of the victims speaking about it and their lawyers. And it's obviously upsetting yeah. for them. Um, and there was also someone from the Massachusetts state legislator, I believe, who was talking about it. And he was basically saying this is kind of like not what it was meant to be. Mm. And so he kind of proposed like an amendment to this law that would exclude first degree murderers from medical parole unless they were younger than 18 when they were first convicted. Um, And advocates for the prisoners say it's basically letting dying prisoners like just die like not in prison. Isn't that kind of the point though? Yes. (laughs) Um, So one criticism of the law is that granting the medical parole is decided only by one person. Ooh. So that's the kind of part that I thought was suspicious. That is suspicious. Uh, the Department of Corrections commissioner is the person, the sole person that can decide if someone can have medical parole, which mm. in general, parole is decided by a board of people. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know. Fishy. Yeah, because I just feel like corruption, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You can just like someone signs like all it takes is a doctor and that person to be like okay bye bye. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, however, the parole board can order prisoners back to prison if they are recovered from their illness or whatever. <laughs> that would be so sad. I mean, it's well, like <laughs> it's not it's like no good either no, way. Yeah. it's a lose lose. So yeah, I think like it was meant. I like I get the idea of it because I think it was meant for maybe people of lesser crimes that like if they were if they happened to be in prison and that something happened to them Mm -hmm. they could at least die in like a hospital or like yeah their family's house or something yeah but uh that is not the case i'm kind of surprised there's not such thing as like prison hospice yeah maybe there is and we just don't know but based on that it seems like there's not no so um The other thing that people have an issue with this law is that prosecutors have no authority to get these recovered prisoners back to prison. It's up to the parole board to like request them back. Mm. So that means they also have to keep tabs on them. Mm -hmm. Um, So theoretically, you could live out the rest of your days free if you are granted medical parole and recover. Because like it's only one person that Mm -hmm. can grant it to you. And then it's up to the parole board or the commissioner to check and make sure you're fine. Mm -hmm. Because there was an example in this article about like some lobbyist or someone who now works for the government who got medically paroled after getting cancer and and recovered. And so now they're free. So I think it's kind of like, Hmm. Like, I don't know if I'm assuming he was not a murderer. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's kind of, I can see both things. Sometimes you get sent to prison for like bullshit crimes or yeah. like things, you know, but so let's see. Um, so the, I think what the article is saying too is the, I think the unintended consequence or like what they didn't really think about this law is that the people who are serving life sentences and who are getting like cancers and terminally ill and sick mm-hmm. are going to be the people that are have committed more serious crimes because you don't get life sentences for not right. you know what i mean so yeah so it kind of like so it kind the- of like 
they i think they didn't think that through and that's why that one guy was trying to add the loophole Mm -hmm. is like more often than not your first degree murderers are going to be the ones dying in prison yeah plus they say too i wonder if there's like links between haven't you ever heard that before where people who commit serious crimes tend to get or it seems like get like serious illnesses uh, for like the guilt like they say like that the guilt like literally kills you know, the stress can stress is like the most deadly thing in the u.s besides like heart disease and probably lung cancer um that like gets to them and so they die a lot of them die of cancer because of that oh that's interesting so i, I wonder, hadn't heard of that oh, that's what i heard who knows if it's mm. accurate <laughs> but that would kind of make sense yeah so wow that's massachusetts law i I mean, that go, I mean, you could go into the whole topic about like sentencing reform, like criminal justice, who gets sentenced longer, who doesn't. Yeah. But just in general, they were observing that during COVID, a lot of first degree murderers were applying and getting. Yeah. Well, I guess 21. Like old. Yeah. From a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um. Did you hear about the California one? There was like 76,000 prisoners released last year. Really? Yeah, from all same kind of things, all walks of life. I didn't do that <laughs> because I wasn't sure if you might have done it. But Mm-mm. yeah, so for COVID concerns. Mm-hmm. And they were like releasing them and they all had different like varying degrees also of crimes. So that's where I but think- But some were slipping through yeah. and you're like, what's going on yeah because like i think it's unfair that people on like weed charges yeah are still in jail but if you killed someone mm, yeah maybe not yeah you know it's it's very very strange like every county's judge and jurisdiction like it's all it's like oh you have covid and you killed someone here you go well we don't (laughs) want you to die so we're gonna release you (laughs) you could kill people just because of you or COVID, dealer's choice. Oh my gosh, horrible. But yeah, that happened. But it's also kind of crazy to think about if they really did release tens of thousands of prisoners, how many more like there are? Mm-hmm. You mean like in like, prison? Yeah. Like how many people are in prison? Oh yeah, no, I have that number. Oh, okay. I think I, um, yeah. I have some statistics. Okay. That was my story. Dang. Yeah. Um, super gnarly that that's happening and apparently happening here too. Mm-hmm. I'll have to find the article. 76,000 people released because of the medical concern. Same exact thing. But I think um, that sounds more severe, like in terms of easier like you have to, to slip be through. Yeah. This one is like you kind of had to be dying. Yeah. And this one was like at risk of dying from COVID. Yeah, super, super interesting. Mm-hmm. Moral moral and ethic debates, right? Yes. Glad I don't have that job. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. So um, Ranker.com has that list I was talking about of mm-hmm. people who are currently living free from past murderers, exclusive of COVID or anything like okay. that. Just... And most of them I found interest, which was interesting, was that they're, they're from outside the United States. That's what I was going to say. That my other two stories were from outside. Yep. So the ones were most notable were Canada, which I was like, what? Oh. You think Canadians are so nice, but 
these guys prove him wrong. Uh, South Africa, the UK, and Norway. Those were like, again, not an exclusive list, but just in general, those are some of the people that were on this list. Um, And then the ones that were in the US were either A, an accomplice to the Mm -hmm. crime. Typically, it's the wife giving in wife or girlfriend giving info to reduce their sentence, Mm -hmm. like in exchange or giving, you know, testimony in exchange to reduce their sentence, which actually now that I think about it, I thought that was illegal that you can't testify against your spouse unless maybe you're also committed a crime. And that makes more what? sense. What you've never heard of that? No, that there's a like there's well, a there's law. the general law of like you can't you don't have to incriminate yourself. Yeah, so maybe that's like part of it because like when you're married, you're legally one. <laughs> it must be it, but there is a law about that. Like, like that you, don't you don't have to. Yeah, because I think against your because I think other. yeah, I would assume that your motive is to protect your spouse. So then they don't want to they don't like probably trust your testimony. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but. These ones, those that's what happened, trading info for reduced time. And then the other situation that I noticed were there were minors oh. when they committed the crime. And then, so like I had one example, and yours are from outside the US, this one's from inside the US, where it was super sad, um, a school shooter named Mitchell Johnson, and he had an accomplice named Andrew Golden, they were, I think it was 13 and 11 at Are you the serious? time. Yeah, super, super upsetting. Jeez. And they um, like killed a bunch of like students and teachers. I don't have all those details because I didn't go and in- I didn't go into it, but I was wow. trying to make a point of like they have since been released at age 21. I hope they got help. Well, hopefully. So one of them is still living free um mitchell johnson which i'm a a lot of these cases too like they change their names Mm. you know to give themselves like a different life and start over again again hopefully he did have get help but his accomplice uh andrew golden died in a car accident in 2019 oh wow so that's so young yeah oh yeah that's like scary young 100 percent but yeah, so that's kind of the situation when people are getting like people who are living among us. Uh oh, yeah, that could they be. Did. It's like a TV show. I'm mm-hmm. living among us. I feel like that is a TV show. It's a game. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I remember looking that up once and then not knowing what was going on when I was like, "What among us? What is this?" I think it was like it was like the intruder among us or this like killer among us something like that mm-hmm. so and i was trying the- to find something and then it was just that game and i'm like what is this this is interrupting my google search um but yeah and then i went into the concepts of repeat offenders Ooh. and the time served in prison because you know i can't resist those statistics and how horrible they are because here we are, we like to talk about things that are frustrating and upsetting so that you can also get frustrated and upset. And then mm-hmm. together we can collectively educate ourselves and hopefully someday something can happen about it. Mm-hmm. But for now, we're going to hear Katie's okay. next story. All right. So um, this is from the BBC. BBC I- one, BBC two. All right. This is also a very recent article from September of last year. And it is called Colin Pitchfork, colon, double child murderer released from prison. 
Here we go. Double <laughs> child murderer. I know, but that sounds, that's okay. First of all, that's scary. But what does that mean? Like two children? Yes. Let me two tell you. Okay. He raped and killed two 15-year-old girls, Linda Mann and Don Ashworth, in Leicester, UK, in 1983 and 1986. Oh, no. He pleaded guilty to both murders and was sentenced to life in prison in 1988. Currently, he is only 61 years old and supposedly met all of the parole criteria and was granted the parole at the end of last year. Mm. He has to follow, there's like, in the article, there's all these like things he has to do, like um, register with the local police wherever he lives. He can only live in a certain like area. And I think it's kind of like a halfway house or something where it's like, run by parole people parole people and then he has to like tell them anytime like anyone he talks to and like if he's gonna rent a car and has to submit to like random lie detector tests there's all these things in place and i'm like why would you have to do this to someone who met all of the criteria yeah and is like being released for good behavior but also when they're a murderer like how do you they already broke the rules how do you know they're not going to break the rules again that's what it seems like they're like oh no everything's fine everything's fine tell us everything that you do yeah because he's only 61 it's young. and i don't know i feel like and this was he so he raped and murdered <laughs> um me. you're good two teenage girls yeah three years apart so it was obviously a pattern yeah and i don't think those things go away no so that's the also the other thing of this issue of like i think you were kind of alluding to is mm -hmm. like do can like what's the purpose of prison and can certain people be quote unquote like fixed mm -hmm. or have like actual help rehabilitated yeah because can you rehab a serial rapist and murderer of young girls i don't know and how do you prove otherwise but like how do you like mm -hmm. test that i mean because he was sentenced to life in prison and he did something in prison to be like nah he you're good you can leave yeah but a lot of people were upset about that one good as they should be and that's good that whoever was keeping tabs to mm -hmm. let the public know but like yeah i Again, I feel like maybe for certain lesser crimes and like people are actually getting help, then like, yeah, maybe you deserve a second chance. But like multiple murders. Yeah. And I don't know. I would just be so scared. Yeah. And a lot of those prison people, they get like in really good shape over time, which is really scary because they have nothing else to well, do. Well, that's what I'm like. That would be scary too. Like he has nothing to do except think about stuff yeah. like what if he's like planning like oh i won't get caught this time yeah i know it's terrifying and that's why they have the parole people but parole people have like are usually understaffed and they have mm -hmm. so many other people to pay attention to and i was even looking up um like people in california like do we get notified as the public when someone is released like mm -hmm. that and the answer is no we don't no because i <laughs> In our neighborhood, you see uh, parole Dude. people getting going to the houses. I know. I know. And so I looked it up and like only, which, if, okay, so if we have to choose between like 
being notified or nothing. It's at least the victims' families or the survivors' oh, yeah. families, victims or the survivors, um, who get who can request to get notified. They don't get automatically notified. They can submit an application <laughs> to be notified, That's and so only annoying. if it's approved, then they will be informed. I know. Wow. Because there's also like. It's so awkward, I feel like, for parole officers where it's like their intention is to protect – they have two roles, right? It's like to protect the public from the parolee, but they also have to protect the parolee from the public. Mm-hmm. Kind but of. The, yeah, but then you go into the like – but – well, I mean, uh, not for early release, but like yeah. people that have served their time, then like they're supposed to have like completed their – yeah. Like, like now you can go back to society. Yeah, but we have to like as a new person check on you. But yeah. then it's like I don't know. It's very awkward. Yeah, the whole point, like for those types of people, like the whole point is to like catch them messing up and send them back to jail. Yeah, and I have that stat. Oh, as you well. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you seen Blind Spotting? No. Oh, it's really good. What's it about? Um, well, wait. Let's just point this out that Katie's asking about <laughs> me seeing a movie. What? I mean, this really is a new year. Yeah. Started off this new season knowing a movie. Yeah. Or I guess it was a short series. Same, same. Same thing. But now I have I have some movie knowledge to <laughs> impart. Yay. Um, It is. Well, it's kind of cool. It's a movie and now it's a series. Okay. So the movie is about two friends in Oakland and it's kind of about like the prison system Sism. The prison system and racism mm-hmm. and gentrification okay. in the city. And it's very good. Interesting. And it's um, Raphael Casal and David Diggs, which it's kind of like... They kind of sound like rappers. They are. The oh, they are. <laughs> yeah, cool. And the one was in I, Hamilton. I like those names, so... Yeah, David Diggs was Thomas Jefferson and Lafayette and Hamilton. That's okay. how I found it. Because uh, now I'm like... A f- it all circles you know. back to Hamilton. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. Yes, but they are both rappers. And it's kind of... It's fictional. <laughs> I feel dumb saying that. <laughs> it's I was like, like you know. all witty, like, those sound like rapper names. You're like, they are. <laughs> Guess they're doing the good job. No. But it's like, it's fictional, but it's based on a lot of their experiences because... They are two friends from Oakland mm-hmm. who experienced a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's very good. It's kind of, it's sad, but it's good. And now there's a um, show, Showtime? HBO. Mm-hmm. One of those mm-hmm. streaming services, mm-hmm. and they have created a series. Is it called Blind Spotting? Mm-hmm. Both okay. of them are Blind Spotting. Ah, interesting. It's good. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the insider tip. Yeah, it's kind of like the opposite of like, how someone can get caught up in the system yeah it's like that thing of like good like what is a good person versus a bad person and like okay you know Mm -hmm. just because someone maybe went to prison like are they a bad person it's kind of like yeah it makes you yeah question things i know i because it's not black and white like that Mm -hmm. like it isn't just if you're in prison you're a bad person and that's in it Technically, it's like you commit your crime, you do your time, <laughs> and then you live your life as a free person again, but depending on that severity, kind of like I always find it so fascinating when you hear about um, stories of people in prison where it's like maybe like they get 
housed together with different like people who've committed different types of crimes mm. and you know um there's a show i'm watching right now i actually have a few different Ooh. things i was gonna recommend there's one on amazon prime called tell me your secrets and i'm like in the middle of it it's really good you know lily rabe who the actress lily rabe from american horror story she plays like she's the blonde one and she's like really intense i haven't Long- seen that's I'm okay. too scared to watch it. Oh, American Horror Story. <laughs> yeah, I've seen like one episode. Yeah, it is it is intense, the series in general. But anyhow, um, she's in a lot of the seasons. But she is the accomp... Well, we're finding out. I actually don't know. But okay. long story short, <laughs> again, she... Her boyfriend... The premise is her boyfriend went to prison. She also did. But when she's in prison, it's for... Um, her boyfriend committed murders of women. Oh. Like very heinous, very horrible murders, like gruesome. And when she's in prison, the other women come up to her and are like, we have daughters. How dare you protect this man? And they beat the shit out of her because they're like, you're a bad person. Mm. Like you're high, you're protecting him. Like so, just because you didn't say you did it, you're also not giving up information. So they're still housed together, mm. and everyone and like in prison, I always find that fascinating too. Like how they have they their learn. own rules. They have well, they have their own rules, but they also learn each other's crimes. Like rumors spread quick, or mm-hmm. I don't know how that all works, but it's a, so that concept too yeah. of like there is its own rule. Yeah, like prison system where like one crime. Like, they understand that one crime is better than another crime. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they beat those people up. And, let, and those people end up needing protective custody, which is so ironic because they're the ones who are the bad people who deserve yeah. to be beat up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not saying she does in this series because it's it's, it's a very complex story. Mm-hmm. And so it's about her getting out of jail, uh. changing her name, having to be a free person. She's going through the parole process. So it's actually, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, this kind of fits what we're talking about. But there's like all these layers of secrets. Tell mm-hmm. me your secrets. Um and then in parallel, there's also a story about, well, I'll, I don't want to give it all, but long story short, part two, <laughs> there's a one of the suspected victims of that lady's husband, the mm-hmm. one who's now free, or boyfriend, sorry, it was her boyfriend um, at the time. The mother of one of the vi- suspected victims, they never proved it, mm. but she's trying to find her. She, the mom uh, is now trying to find the parolee lady because she wants answers as to what happened to her daughter. Mm. And she has hired a former, now released parolee serial rapist. What? Yeah, because he came to her, the mom's program, who has like a program about like, helping other survivors basically and he's trying to change like other survivors family other well, not survivors but other victims families who have missing daughters mm. to help them get resources to do the searching for the daughters oh wow so he brings himself to her and is like i'm a changed person i was a i was a rapist and but i can help you provide insight as to what it means like why these why women think they're safe and really they're not it's yeah it's sketchy and he's like does a lot of meditation and like so he's like a changed person quote unquote Mm. but we're like is he really changed and so she ends up hiring him 
to contribute to finding her. So it's this Ooh. whole, and then so we see inside his mind and like what he's doing wow. to like use his like sketchy and tell like you know, like tracking her down. Like it's I don't know. Tell me your secrets. Tell me your secrets. Yeah, okay. on Amazon Prime. So, anyways, so all good. that kind of ties in mm-hmm. to what we're talking about, about like repeat offenders. I'm like, hey, that's a repeat offender. That's a repeat offender. Like parolees. Mm-hmm. So fascinating. And wow. so, so, but I'm still halfway through it, so I don't know what's okay. going to happen. Hopefully, it's a good show. So far, I'm totally hooked. I can't even help I'll myself. Have to look it up. Yeah, everybody, check it out. Oh, I just want to say one thing about um, Colin Pitchfork. Yes, he was. Um, the first convicted murder based on dna evidence what ever i don't know if like in the uk Um, or ever um but the early 80s whoa that still blows my mind that it was only 30 years ago well that's like 40. 40. (laughs) well third well late 80s the 80 between the 80s and 90s is like 30 to 40 years yeah well i only know the timing because my husband's around that time in terms of being born so okay just saying that that's why i said that no because he's old because <laughs> he's old no um for sure it's still mind-blowing that it was less than 50 years ago mm-hmm. so <sighs> think about that yeah thank goodness for science advancements in all of that that'd be an interesting episode too like what is actually done to, to, to like to find people nowadays besides just like like, like the, the DNA. Like the science stuff? Yeah, like the science stuff and fingerprints. Like 23 and Me. Yeah, 23 and Me. Like, are they selling our? For sure. Yeah. DNA. Hope you don't want health insurance because <laughs> they're going to use that. That's what they say, but I wonder if that's for real, for real. Kind of like how everyone's like, oh, Snapchat, like filters, but really it's not for fun. It's, it's capturing mm-hmm. your face. I'm just saying, read the terms and conditions. <sighs> Do I? No. But should we? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is another good episode. Terms and conditions. What are they? How? What are they actually asking us for? Have you read our terms and conditions? <laughs> They're vast. <laughs> oh, you must listen to the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just won't pause. Yeah. Until it's done. <laughs> until it's done. Yep. And then it prompts you to leave a nice review mm-hmm. for every episode. Please Not leave your review after the beep. Beep. Thank you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, so repeat offenders, which is kind of like off of that mm-hmm. guy. And like now we just sit and wait and see if he does that again. Yep. And hope not. Mm-hmm. But also there's like name changes. So that would be kind of interesting. Like how do you... It's at the mercy of the parole officers. I think that's also an interesting thing. Parole officers just making the choices like, do I let this slide and give him a second mm-hmm. chance? Or like send him back right away? Yep. Because it'll be on you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that. That is why I'm not a parole officer. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thanks. Um. I was just going to say I found this information on the California Innocence Project.org, mm-hmm. which is a super helpful website. And I like it because it's not, it's obviously from the side of trying to prove those who are innocent, but it also has information for those who are clearly guilty. Like it has like a good, not oh. clearly guilty, but it's like, it's more informative than like shoving information down your throat of like, this is our agenda. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I don't like when people do that. 
they're very um knowledgeable as they should be it's their job uh let's see so i practice this recidivist recidivist recidivism never heard of it recidivism i'm practicing recidivism yeah a recidivist is a person released from prison who later commits another crime or reoffends, such as parole violation or the commission of a new crime. Oh, they're commissioning them. Well, they're committing that sounds, them. That sounds fancy. <laughs> right? That's what a recidivist is. Recidivist. Huh. So, of course, so we're based in California. Big surprise. Um, Why is that a big surprise? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to say it. Big surprise, California. Maybe I said it at the wrong time. Okay. Big surprise, California. Has okay, you're saying for the next sentence, not that we're from California. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of both. Big okay. surprise, we're from California, and California has one of the highest recidiv recidivism rates. In 2012, uh, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation reported that more than 65% of men and women who are released from prison return within three years. Mm -hmm. Of that 65%, 73% return within one year. So what are we doing wrong? <laughs> well, it's the rules, I think, sometimes. So I was watching, I'll go back to the blind spotting yeah. thing. Um, they did an interview and they were talking about that. Cause like, that's like kind of the premise of the one character. He's yeah. been released from jail and he's trying not to go back. Mm -hmm. um, and they were saying like a real life example was one of like someone they knew was released from prison and on parole. And they had to meet with their parole person, officer, mm -hmm. what, some, whatever. Parole officer, yeah. Yeah, the person. And they were like going over the rules and like, you can't do this. You have to stay here. You have to check in like this many times, blah, blah, blah. And cause he was moving counties. Mm -hmm. And so he, like, that's like a big deal for parolees. So yeah. you have to like, so he's kind of, that was the, what the meeting was about. So like the person was kind of going over the rules in the new county cause they can be different. So that's yeah. another thing. Like if you cross county lines um, and that he was like leaving and just kind of like, like out of the blue, the parole officer was like, do you have a dog? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, but it's not a pit bull, right? And he's like, no, it is. And they're like, oh, okay, well you can't have them when you move to the other county because that's a violation of your parole if you are seen walking the pit bull. So it's like things like that wow. where, like you have to fact, and that's California. Yeah. Um, so that's like, something you have to think about too when it's like that high of a return rate yeah. to prison it could be because someone was walking their pit bull yeah and i wonder if like that mentality goes into like oh what if it bites someone and then you're like you're not legally able to like i know but that's also discriminating against pit bulls. dogs i know it's like there's such a huge discrimination against pit bulls from like <sighs> like homeowners like um insurance mm -hmm. and renters. some countries uh, don't allow you to have them so insane it's sad it's not fair Pipples? i wonder if that's really a th if that's truly a thing i feel like it's not it's the people raising them yep but, but like you know how they say like murderers have the warrior gene wonder mm -hmm. if pit bulls i'm just saying not that they like if it becomes activated <laughs> if there's Around something in there yeah by bad people who obviously but also that's just like behavioral anything if you treat any dog bad they're gonna mm -hmm. be ferocious 
I love pit bulls personally, so I'm not. I I'm just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> but dang, wow, yeah. And then there was a another report that found that, and this kind of goes into what you're saying, that 33% of all prison admissions uh, nationwide are due to parole violations. Mm. So a third of the people coming back, or a third of the people coming in are actually just, coming back. Yep. You gotta make money, baby. It's privatization. Of it's prison. so weird. And by weird, I mean frustrating, horrible, not mm -hmm. cool. Like something's, something's, something's happening that's right, but it's also mm -hmm. not 100% right. Yes. Like, are we that bad as people? Well, that's my whole thing. I'm like, <laughs> are we like really like that's just and then especially if you look at like the statistics of like race. Yeah. It's like very skewed. And then it's like, so you're telling me that like what, you know, I mean, if we yeah. don't like go down that path. No, but. I'm just the reason I'm making that face <laughs> is that like <laughs> not like not to not go down that path. It's more I'm sharing your frustration and it's a lot of the crimes are associated with like lower income neighborhoods mm -hmm. or areas or the people themselves. And then those particular like cops obviously are targeting or like the people who are going to jail are being targeted for certain lower end crimes that you're just not going to see in other neighborhoods because that's just less prevalent like mm -hmm. drug use or whatever but that goes back to the whole drug use mm -hmm. concept right i feel like we either need to make it extremely like severe sentencing where people don't want to use drugs but once they're already it, there is like, like a drug jail like its own yeah that's not like yeah. a rehab but like an actual rehab mm -hmm. drug jail because yes. It's kind of like alcoholism. It's Same not look, yeah, because like, addiction is addiction. It. So yes. why is one like looked at more, like kindly, like oh, like we need to help people with alcoholism, like that's sad. Yeah, but then drug use is like oh, you need to go to jail, right? And then there's also drug dealers, which are a different beast, oh, yeah, they and should. they should go to jail. <laughs> well, <laughs> because that's most thing. of them are clean. Yeah, from what I've understood, are the people who make the drugs. Yeah. And then not to mention the opioid addiction. Yeah. With, yeah. And the fentanyl spiking and all that. It's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like kind of like what we were pointing at earlier, it doesn't make sense to have all of these. Like if we're going to privatize prison anyways, at least make them like, this isn't a sound like the wrong, it's the wrong word, but I'm just going to say it. Like boutique prisons <laughs> where it's like are specialized. Yeah. Where it's mm -hmm. like, this is a prison for um drug users this is a prison for like murderers and you know this is a prison for white collar crimes as they call mm -hmm. them you know where it's like fraud and and then we use their brains and say hey yeah because now you, just, you have like, to work for the labor. government <laughs> and like figure out where our loopholes are yeah. i don't know like there's ways to do this and i think it's like that thing where when things have gone wrong for so long like the prison system and and just like our our laws of our state or nation like they're not keeping up with the changing mm -hmm. times mind exactly. you we are like evolving as a people so much quicker like mentally and 
acceptance wise Mm -hmm. i think probably faster than ever before i feel like yeah and then it's really hard to change laws it's super hard to change laws but there's got but they're like on a local level i don't know i'm not a policymaker, so obviously it's way easier for me to say Mm -hmm. it as like a lay person but wouldn't that make sense yeah and i feel like it all ties to like money and power but if yeah like if you want to keep them private then maybe let's because that's the whole thing is like what is prison for is it to like because and then you just said like the title it's california corrections and rehabilitation right so where's the rehabilitation coming from yeah if 70 something percent of people are going back to jail like Mm -hmm. there's obviously an issue there yeah because they're getting released so it's obvious i would knock like not knock on wood i would hope that they're (laughs) not like the serial killers and bad they're Super mostly not, yeah. So then, like, how are you helping those? People? And that's why I was thinking it would be better to have like those specific drug. Re- I feel like a lot of it is drug related. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and I think but, too, like what you yeah. said, it's it's a lot of poverty. Because I was just listening to a podcast, yeah, and it's like, you know, if you can't feed your family, oh, it was the, um, my favorite murder. They did the Atticus um, prison uprising. Uh huh. And they're talking about one person specifically who was at a maximum security f- prison for writing a hundred and twenty dollar check fraud or wire transfer fraud. Yeah. So then it's like because like you can't feed your family, you're gonna like do what you can, and whether or not it's legal, yeah, like you're gonna try to put food on the table, right? So, but then you go to prison for that, and then you're gonna still come out poor and now it's going to be even harder to find a job yeah so like how are you going to like you know go on the straight and narrow Mm -hmm. so yeah there's a lot of things that feed into it but i feel like we just solved it yeah (laughs) boom done because next (laughs) well then that's the thing of like some other countries like i think norway or like some of the nordic countries they are very 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 focused on the rehab part Mm -hmm. for people that are obviously helpable yeah and i feel like psychology is advanced like where we have learned a lot about Mm -hmm. serial killers and like narcissists or not narcissists um, yeah they're all like sociopaths or like i feel like we would maybe be able to tell like who can and can't be fixed (laughs) i mean then fix is not the right word repair rehabilitated (laughs) yeah corrected yeah because there's a difference between some like you know a jeffrey dahmer or someone yeah versus like Mm -hmm. someone who is addicted to drugs i think we can help people that are addicted to drugs yeah yeah and like redefining what it is to rehabilitate Mm -hmm. and they do have programs and they do have people working these jobs but at the end of the day what i always think it comes kind of down to is funding Mm -hmm. like yeah why aren't we funding that more i would gladly pay my taxes to that more than yeah and but then the people are like well, what about education education and well i mean that could be like you could fall under education yeah because then if you have your education then people probably won't fall into yeah the prison system yeah, yeah. i mean that's a whole it's a whole it's so- <laughs> it all is money and that's mm-hmm. where i get frustrated with all the billionaires of this world like why not if you want to help the world. Which I don't think they do. Which I don't think they do. And I get that they do, they've earned what they've earned because they've worked hard, blah, blah, blah. Good for you. However, 
if you want to change the world, there is more to it than venturing elsewhere. <laughs> on your rocket ship. On your rocket ship. Like the movie Don't Look Up. Have you seen oh, that? No, I don't know if I can handle it. It's it's a good movie. Okay. It's I heard mixed things like that it's very political, but I think if you just take it for what it is, which is it probably is semi like it is political, but like if you just don't get caught up in that part of it, like I think more conservative people get upset about it because it's like they're poking fun at that other side. Who gives a crap? It's still all very true, like what the movie is about. Mm. It's it's a giant satire. That's what, yeah. Giant satire. And it's true and it's sad and it's funny all at the same time. You should watch it. Yeah. I have it on the list, but I was like, I don't know if I could handle. Leonardo DiCaprio is fantastic. Oh, really? And so is, oh my gosh, what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Wow, good job. Thank you. Um, They work well together. I actually really like her look in that movie, but yeah. Kylie recommended. Okay. I'll Mm -hmm. add it. For sure. Where were we going with that? Oh, billionaires come back from outer space. You say that this world is unrepairable. It's not. Yeah, I feel like having that defeatist attitude is not helpful. They're like, let's look, let's look elsewhere. It's like we're still here. Mm-hmm. It's and like, like, yeah, we're, are... we're too fucked. Yeah. Like, let's just forget about it. It's like, no, we can, it doesn't need to be like a huge thing. No. What's the saying? Like, we don't need one person doing everything perfectly. We need like all the people doing like one thing. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it really that's... doesn't have to be so extreme. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I wish there was an increase in pay for things because if there was an increase in pay, maybe government programs would be better and there'd be more like people actually want to do their job properly and want to do rehabilitation. And I don't know, I just, it it feels like money fixes everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) in some way, but also why does it cost so much to do these things at the same time? Mm -hmm. It's always, it costs more to do what I feel like is the right thing. Yeah. But then I feel like, because those, like, like I would say with healthcare, like, because people make money off of people being sick, people make money off of people going in and out of prison. Like, like jobs you, are created off yeah, of that. Yeah. If you can prevent cancer or prevent disease, then pharmaceutical companies are going to go out of prison or out of. <laughs> It's already on to the next sentence. <laughs> they're gonna go, they're gonna run out of money. Yeah. If private prisons lose their prisoners because we have found ways to rehab them, then and then like I didn't look this up, but from like some documentary I was watching, like there's a high percentage of things that are manufactured in America by prisoners. And it's not just like your license plates, it's yeah. furniture for like Walmart. It's like all these yeah. things. And, and they get paid like pennies. Zilch. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Hmm. Now we and have cheap still, labor. And they work the fields yeah. still in certain farmland areas. Ay, 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 ay. So why, you know. I mean, picking up our trash is good, but and doing that. Oh, and I, like they are wildfire fighters. I've heard that. That's In California. Sad. And the sad part is you don't want to talk about rehab. Those people like first of all have to be like they're very well vetted uh-huh. and very well trained and they risk their lives and then when they get out of prison they can't apply to be a firefighter because they're convicted that um, is sad so. but at this yeah it's all very there's always <laughs> in like if but we don't be but, but i don't know 
it's complex mm-hmm. and we still try to talk about it because we care yeah Ugh, caring's hard i know it sucks <laughs> it's totally i'd rather sucks. just be on my rocket ship to the moon i know degaffing it you know what right I'm oh man and that's why people like good people need money so that they can do good things with their money right yeah there should definitely i wish there was more drive like you know right now there's like a big push for like stem in mm-hmm. like for education and such <laughs> and such uh why don't they push for kids to learn about policy and like laws and government and ignorance history mm-hmm. like there's so much more like i like stem obviously but i feel like it's not that stem is missing i feel like it's all the subjects are missing mm-hmm. and they're pushing more towards not s- teaching it. yeah or they're pushing for like science and everything else but we still need people to be policymakers and influential besides influencers. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's like the the 70-year-old and 80-year-old like legislators think that they'll be in power forever. Yeah. So like let's keep the general public ignorant. Yeah. And I know what I'm so bad. AOC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. AOC, a lot of people, especially older folks, are not fans of her, but good for her for being like the new age influencer policy maker yeah know, stepping up it really pisses have me some off opinion when like my dad like talks trash on her and it's like oh so a woman my age with a degree in the things that she's talking about should not be listened to so you're saying i shouldn't be listened to when i talk about science mm-hmm. she has her degree in economics yeah from a very well-established university mm-hmm. so that's just kind of like you can, you can pick and choose, but yeah. then you're like, you're talking shit to your own daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. And we're not here to discuss politics, but the concepts, yeah, being. Like, like just, I'm not even going to listen to her because she's too young. Yeah. And doesn't know anything. And yeah. she's a woman. Yeah. And the fact that if we want things to change, you have to talk about things that will change. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> just have, make changes. have someone that's like maybe a little more connected to yeah. reality and not like some billionaire who's been in politics their yeah. whole lives. Yeah. And if you follow, oh man, if you follow the money of all these people, like, dude, uh, I was just talking about this with my husband, like how even like a lot of these, I won't say names, but really famous, well-known politicians males and females if you you can track what they invest their money in dude i was just gonna say and like how is that not illegal because you know they know people that's insider trading and so they all of a sudden put like 50 percent of their stock funds Mm -hmm. into a specific stock and you're like this is yeah and then like they there was a more recent article just in general of all of like they listed all the politicians and like their investments Uh but then there was a big like article about how all these people before covid hit started divesting or investing in things and it was known and like they could trace it and there's like okay whoops like we won't we're like what are they like we're not gonna tattle on ourselves yeah or like make laws harder for ourselves so that we can't do it anymore yep yeah Mm. where's the sec in these cases and then, like, they can control what the, S- what, like, the laws the, yeah, of the SEC. Yeah. So then there you go. It's, it's what do you call that? Um, 
Is it quid pro quo? Yeah, that is. Or that it's is, like, I'll scratch your back if say. you scratch my back. That's quid pro quo, but that's okay. not what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say something, something along like uh, conflict of interest. Oh my gosh, mm. that hurt. Yeah, I feel like maybe you shouldn't be allowed to <laughs> yeah. stalk or like actively, I don't know. Like, I'm, can you be a politician and a human at the same time? The answer is no. No. We well, should. not the way our stuff is set up with yeah. lobbies and you can make all this money. And I know. Like, it will just donate to your campaign if you don't sign this bill. I mean, lobbying can be its own episode alone. We'll do that another time. <laughs> I just wanted, uh, do you want to or do you want me to? I have the time served in prison report. Oh. From... <laughs> The U.S. Department of Justice. Ooh. Oh, is this DOG or uh, <laughs> DJ's? Yeah. yeah, it is. It's BJ's.OJP.gov. Yeah. yeah, we love a good BJ's.gov. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Throwing it and back. And just like um, time served in state prison uh, before first released by serious, you know, serious offense. So like murderers um, served an average time of 13 or no, excuse me, 15 years. I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that because then they are no longer with us or because they get re- released? Great question. They get released to Oh, this includes non-negligible manslaughter. What's that? I think non-negligible manslaughter. I'm just saying it again to rest so I can remember. Man, you know, manslaughter is like it's, accidental yeah. killing. But non-negligible. Like so maybe non-neg- So someone. negligent is like... Like done. Like by, if I hit someone with my car for not paying attention. Right. That's, that's negligent manslaughter. Right. So non-negligent means like Oopsies, on purpose. But not. <laughs> adjacent. <laughs> on purpose adjacent. It was, a, just look it was this an up. on purpose accident. <laughs> that's so sad. Non-negligent manslaughter. The willful killing of a human being by another. Willful. Um, this is from the police. The, the police. <laughs> it's the called band. police. UMBC. I don't know what that is. UMBC. British um, Columbia. Oh, maybe. Um, any death caused by the gross negligence of another. In other words, it's something that a reasonable and prudent person would not do. Non-negligent manslaughter mm-hmm. okay there's also a lot of interesting descriptions in here that i don't want to go into anyways that's that okay but uh and then there's negligent manslaughter they only serve about 5.2 years on average rape or sexual assault 6.2 years <sighs> robbery 4.7 years assault two and a half years and then other violent crimes 3.1 years i'm sorry violent crimes other violent so what's that say e includes kidnapping blackmail extortion hit and run with injury and other unknown violent offenses i know well that's not great it's not great oh here we go and then we get gets better burglary Okay. 26 years. Well, Larceny theft, 17. Motor vehicle theft, 17. This is years, right? I would... Time served in prison. 
messed excludes up. Excludes time served in jail. That should be flippy flopped. You would, th- one would think. Like, yeah, is it wrong to steal a car? Yes. Are you hurting someone doing that? No, because you'd be in the violent crime section. So violent crimes average three years. Mm-hmm. Auto theft is 17. Yeah. And then drug possession is 15. Are you serious? If there's a good one here, trafficking is 26. Okay. So that's that's a plus. Other drugs are 20. Other is drug. that drug trafficking or human trafficking? I think drug tra- um, drug trafficking. Okay. Um, and then other is 23 years, which includes... Forging prescriptions, possession of drug paraphernalia, and other unspecified offenses. So that's probably the major. Like I would guess, yeah, a lot like, of those. And they're getting the highest sentencing. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> weapons is twenty-four years. Just having them, or like you <laughs> using them. I don't know. And then well, that other, would be in the violent category, right? You would think. Um, and then other public orders, these are public orders, which includes DUIs, court defenses, commercialized vice, uh, morals, decency offenses, liquor law violations, and other public. That sounds like it would be a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And the um, percent of releases overall of from this list, 28% of the 27... Blah, 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 28.7 were violent offenders. That are released? That were released. 27.4 are property uh, related. And then 24 are drug related. 18% were the public order ones. Hmm. So it kind of is split across yeah. the board. I would hope, I would wish it was weighed a little more heavily on the other. Again, so it's like, That's is weird. this a statistic you're trying to fill? Or is it like, like, what is that? Where does that number? And this is a really interesting report. We'll have it on our website. And they, they break everything down. It's like a seven page report. Yeah, that website is very good for um the different like criminal stats and stuff. Oh, they break it down for the violence. So, like, the average sentence by length and percent of sentence served before release date for murder, it's 40.6 years. Okay. And then, let's see, it says, includes non-negligent manslaughter. So, on average, 40.6 before actually being released. Years. And what was I looking at before? Well, the, that's the thing with average. Oh, because it was time served in everything. state prison, but didn't include jail time. Oh. Because apparently there's a difference. What's the difference? But still. Interesting. Well, that was kind of a bummer. It's all very, very weird. Sentences of more than 100 years in life or death sentences are set to 100 years. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) But like, (laughs) hmm. (laughs) It goes, it has like a lot of different breakdowns and like how they collected this data, blah, blah, blah. So. Hmm. Just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Huh. I would have thought it would have been flippy flopped, but Yeah. But no, it seems to be even <laughs> across the board. Why is that? I don't know. I don't like it. Well, it seems like it's even because the violent crimes are averaging less sentencing. Right. So it would make up for the higher release. Yeah. And there I feel like in general there were a lot that's another episode, but a lot, a lot of like murders in the eighties versus now it's different. It's shifted from like seemingly more serial killers to more like gang related or mm-hmm. 
relationship related yeah. kind of crimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm biased because I listen to episodes of podcasts who just talk about yeah the ones that are what do you call sensationalized mm-hmm. or like the exceptions yeah no because prison is not full of serial killers and no the like really awful people you hear about they are there and if you're not feeling but, unsettled enough go back and listen to that episode where we talked about all the people who are living among us free <laughs> unsolved murders yes that'll help you sleep at night yeah that Never. was my last thing. Oh, tell us. Um, I'll just I feel like this is getting long, but I'll just just real quick. Um, cuz that's what was coming up for me when I was googling this was like unsolved serial killers. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one looked very interesting. Um, and it's from a website called Serial Killer Shop, which is I feel like an issue <laughs> of like um like fan like girling or boying over like serial killers yeah. so it was like that kind of is weird um but the article is called nine currently active serial killers colon unsolved cases in 2022 uh. and this one sounded interesting because i had not heard of it and it's called the jefferson davis eight killers mm-hmm. which like let's also stop naming counties after confederate people but um that's another story too um between 2009 or 2005 and 2009 um eight women's bodies between the ages of 17 and 30 were found dumped in the swamps of jefferson davis parish uh, which is near jennings louisiana so and then there's a document or a mini series documentary on showtime called murder in the bayou and after reading this i started watching it last night i feel like i've heard of that which actually is interesting because the show that i'm talking about earlier to tell, tell me your secrets, secrets is in louisiana in the swampy what that's where she is at least and i feel like this one has the potential that it goes all the way to the top oh, like georgia no. says um so it says that all these women have um several things in common they um all most of them knew each other in some way or the other and two of them were cousins um they were known to be drug users and sometimes sex workers but the weirdest thing and i think this is going to be the twist later on in the docuseries is that they all acted as police informants so and they're all unsolved nothing's been found so the idea is like was is it slash was it someone in law enforcement or someone like what were they informing on and why is because there's like why are they protecting them the way i feel like i don't know if they're gonna do a twisty roo because they're kind of setting it up to be like the local drug dealer guy Mm -hmm. and the first episode ends with him because you know no one's been charged with these murders and he was like i never did anything but like very like serious and that's how like the first episode ends and there's like kind of a like alluding to like something weirder is going on so does it is it actually based on those murders like for real no this it's a documentary oh oh oh, okay sorry no you're good i feel like yeah i need to watch it because i think is it on netflix or where is this is showtime showtime 
So I just start. I just only watched the first episode, but because I haven't really been into true crime as much, but this one kind of caught my attention. Yeah, I went from like zero to eighty, and I'm Same. like, not. <laughs> I'm sleeping, but it's definitely it's it's definitely something that you need to categorize and put into that little box in your brain separate mm-hmm. from everyday life or else you start stressing out mm-hmm. <laughs> about things that are stressful yeah but you have to also live your everyday life mm-hmm. and that's why we podcast so we yep. can put Get this in out. our box mm-hmm. <laughs> this is hey. our box welcome to our box <laughs> oh no what does that sound bad what's that why is that bad no tell me why do i need to learn something <laughs> you gonna learn Oh no, what am I gonna um, learn? Box is used as a euphemism no. for female genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard Welcome to our box. <laughs> Put your suggestions in, in the our suggestion box. box. <laughs> yeah. Suggestion box. Okay, but no. Um Welcome to our nightmare. No, I don't know what this is. Our outlet. Yeah. Where we plug things in. Mm-hmm. Also a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> plug it in. Euphemism it nation in. over here. Yeah. I do have a plug it in in my in my room where my cat is. Nice. His box smells quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that wasn't even on purpose. I meant cat box, like a litter box. Anyways. <laughs> oh. Okay. <duh>. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you wait, so is that an allusion to that show and or is there a story? That was just kind of, I just didn't want to, um, yeah, that's just kind of the general gist of it. So the ser- so the serial killer is, what do they call that on the, on the, on the go, um, on the lamb. Um, no, I was going to say, oh, I'm always at a loss for words when I record. He I don't know why. Avoiding justice. Out there. He's um, out there. Yes. Um, there's another one. Free. On the, mm, well, the on the prowl. lamb is. The term. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want to picture him on a lamb. It's not on a lamb. Ew. It's L A M. Oh. Large Annette. Oh, is it an acronym? It has to be. On the lamb. Ooh. Lamb, large and. Murderer. Murderous. Large. No. That's what I was trying. That was the phrase I was trying to come up with. Not my. Not to make up, but what's that phrase? At large. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Right? At large? Mm-hmm. At large. I wonder if that... I'm so proud. Excuse me. I'm going to find out. On a lamb. Love angel music, baby. <laughs> I mean, do you know Gwen Stefani? Lamb. Yeah. Okay, not that one. Ooh. It's a heated dispute among slang entomologists. Ooh. Etymologists. <laughs> On slang the, bug people. <laughs> on the lamb means running away or being a fugitive from the law. But the origin of the expression is heated dispute. Ooh. That is from the New York Times. Fiery. So there you go. No one knows. Things and, no one cares about. <laughs> but except for etymologists and they're fired up about it. I'd love to meet someone who's fired up about that. Like what do you like How do, do you- as an etymology you just write the dictionary history or? constantly finding books where did this word first get used that oh, would be hard that would be fun you just work at the library of no, congress 
That sounds horrible. Okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Katie's dream <Nerd>. job. <laughs> Etymologist researcher. Mm-hmm. My nightmare. Well, we're the yin and the yang. Someone has to do it, I guess. For sure. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> you can do it. Okay. Yeah. I was going to add as the last closer is a couple other uh, shows slash movie. Movie is, have you seen The Shot Caller? on netflix no fascinating really good movie it was the i don't know his name as an actor but it's the actor who played the brother um the blonde dude in game of thrones jamie lannister oh, jamie lannister yeah, i don't know who the actor's name but is. you know his face yeah, yeah, yeah it's him and i'm like whoa it's weird to see him be like ah. not jamie lannister hmm. and um long story long a dude who goes to prison and gets out and so it's that thing too of like what people actually like the bad what is good what is bad what are the motives how does that all tie together definitely worth a watch it's was, very gruesome what's it called the shot caller shot caller like he calls the shots got it i didn't know if you said shock i know like the caller yeah 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 no shot, shot caller like on netflix on netflix got yeah. it and then the other show, besides Tell Me Your Secrets, that I was going to mention, and it's very old, is called The Following. Have you heard of that? I've, I feel like I've heard of it. I have not seen it. I probably, you probably heard it from me okay, a long yeah, time ago, probably. but it's an old show. I think it's since been discontinued. It's about a dude who used to be a cult leader, gets rehabilitated, gets released from jail. What do you think happens? Oh, becomes no. a cult leader again. Hence is the name, a, the following. Is it a documentary or no? A it's drama? a it's a drama. Okay, but that brings me to the other show that I was watching in terms of cults because I was like, duh, 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 duh. they're all connected and it's freaking me out. Is have you seen Archive eighty one? No, I've not heard of that either. It's on Netflix. Super okay. gnarly, also mind twisty, which makes me want to and my thoughts on cults are effing scary and i think have all the scariest elements combined of all things freaky because mm. it's humans yep. controlling other humans yep. to kill other humans mm -hmm. and sometimes summoning demons oh which is not ideal yeah and like summoning a higher power so it's like all the scary things in one place and it's real because these things are really happening yeah just say no to cults, everyone. Yeah. No, thanks. Mm -hmm. If you can help it. <laughs> A cult against cults. Ooh. We are telling you what to do. <laughs> Welcome to our cults. <laughs> Anyways, that's our, that's, that's it for today. Mm -hmm. That was, that was like a doozy. My brain was like, there. that was hard to keep. Yeah, that was, a little, we did it a lot. Yeah. And that's okay. That's good. It's that's a, what we do. It's a discussion. Yeah. And also it's not meant to be, we don't have the answers. Nope. We have suggestions, <laughs> but we don't have the answers. Yeah. Is there like a national suggestion box? I think it's called voting. Uh, ooh. I like it. Not that it goes anywhere, just like any other suggestion box, but who knows? We shall run. We. Welcome. Welcome to, <laughs> Welcome our, to our announcement. <laughs> but 
<laughs> we have to wait a little bit. We're not old enough. Wow. That's crazy. For a president. But we're the presidents of our own podcast. So that's of start. our lives. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Thank you for listening this week. Thank you for this being a friend to us. We love to talk to you. Yep. <laughs> we're not quite at the I love you part yet, but because we're still like warming up, but you know, Take the love's slow. there. Yeah. yeah. We're working our way. We're working our way downtown, mm-hmm. podcasting, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're not paranoid. And that's so, all we have for you. Yeah, it's all we have for you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.